<laughs> so what you want to like get on the um Justin Bieber situation? We can just start on just overall music and then just get him dive into other situations. All right. So we was um this episode really we we've been supposed to do but scheduling situation, but we we I'm kind of recording now, and like <laughs> what we finna do? We finna we we put a list together. Me and Rick, we put a list together of artists of the decade, our opinion, but we went over the list behind the scenes. A majority of our list is what somewhat similar, huh? Right, it's very similar. I'm still torn between my tenth um artist and I'll probably talk about that after. Like I'm still torn on that. I might change it. But yeah, but you wanna get into the list first or you wanna what? What you what you trying to get into? Uh, we could we could talk about like just twenty twenty because twenty twenty music right now is like interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I told myself I was like, man, like just looking at everybody that that are rumored to be dropping, this potentially can be the greatest music year in history. I agree. Potentially. But there's one thing, and like when it comes to the tens, you have all the OGs who come into the industry. They're battling all the young people. Yeah. Because it's gonna when they start a new decade, every like you think about like Roddy Rich was like we didn't know this nigga, but now this nigga really cop blocks Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber and probably possibly Drake. He definitely the box what number one song <laughs> and he got the number one album. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely came out of nowhere because, like, he was. I was introduced to him, and I think majority of the world was introduced to him by Racks in the Middle with Nipsey Hussle. That's how I was introduced to him. Yeah, I think my first song that actually just was like, that really speak my interest was like, uh, Baller um, on DJ Mustard. Yeah, DJ Mustard Project. Like, I was like, oh, that's fire. That's fire. Definitely fire. Because, but, um, I think what's made it interesting is. Justin Bieber debuted, and he did not go number one, and he didn't like it. <laughs> he did not like it. <laughs> he even gave um Roddy praise on Twitter, but I think it was a little shade between both of them. Man, between. it was fake love. It was fake love. I promise you, Justin Bieber felt like this was going to be his year. and But he should, to be quite honest, the song itself sucked. What song, Yummy? Yes. I ain't like I ain't go like to me personally. It's kind of like the the hook is catchy a little bit, but other than that, I ain't really just played the song. Like I, I like, just been hearing it around. It's like a Chris Brown throwaway track. Yeah, <laughs> it got Chris Brown written all over it. Like, I'm talking about. I promise you, it's like he took out a uh, Chris Brown ball, and it's just like okay, based on Justin Bieber's discography, it wasn't up to par. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It could have been better. And I, you see, I understand when people talk about R and B, I'm like, bro, Justin Bieber dropped Charm Bracer, which is a really dope R and B album by him. So it's not like I was expecting something that was actually pretty dope. But it's like Yummy was like, it wasn't even. I mean, it's a, it's a hit. It's you know, I'm not gonna deny and say it's not catchy. It's just like, it, it's not the single that I, I thought that he was gonna come back with. And it's just, everybody felt like that, though. It wasn't yeah. just me. It was like everybody felt I think like he that. said he wanted to lean towards an R&B type of vibe for this album. Yeah, I mean, but he have done R- a whole entire R&B project. And so I know that Justin Bieber can do R&B and do it well at it. It just, just wasn't it. Yeah. Like, um, let me check the Hot 100 just right quick. Because that that's going to lean a lot towards our conversation. <laughs> me, personally, I wouldn't be upset if I was Justin Bieber. 
Two reasons because like both songs by Roddy Rich came out in 2019. So Roddy Rich, his basically what he was doing was last year. Even though the songs are continue gonna be on the charts and stuff like that, but Justin Bieber got a single drop. I mean, he got a single that he did, but he also got an album, so he gonna be on the charts regardless. It's Justin Bieber. I mean, of course, just we know this, but it's like for Justin. Justin is like Drake. Like they like numbers. They like being this. They like they like putting up these huge numbers, and it's like when something doesn't debut number one, especially for Justin Bieber, who last album I think had three. Uh, it was kind of like oh, it was you know in the way like he wasn't he was he didn't think that Roddy Roddy Rich the boss was gonna compete with him at all. Yeah. Like you know, he wasn't part of the little schedule. Like I feel like he knew what he wanted to do. And now he actually got to perform this song and promote this song to actually get it at number one. Yeah. What is like, what, number two now? Yeah, you got to think about it. It, it, You have Justin Bieber, he's under, the Roddy Rich is over. Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Maroon 5, Justin Bieber again, uh, Lizzo, and Selena Gomez. And I just picked those people because them are typically people, well, not Lizzo, Lizzo kind of knew. But like Maroon 5, Justin Bieber, and Post Malone are like big artists. And Gomez, like huge artists. Yeah. So it's like to say that you over like four of the major pop artists in the industry shows a lot. Yeah. He might be the new Drake. Who knows? Am I riding? <laughs> uh huh. There's a possibility. Have you heard his album? Uh yeah. I no, his album is no one competed towards Drake. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I only heard like a couple songs yeah. off the album. But don't but don't think you they're not looking for another one. To my another what? They're they're looking for a rapper that's going to replace Drake. Yeah, but is it possible? Though? Because everything's possible. They replace I mean, Wayne yeah. and Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, age. I mean, it's a young man game at all times, so it's always possible. There's nobody that cannot be replaced. But it's just like him being in his thirties. He he have to already look at the fact that. They're going to find somebody in their twenties to do exactly what yeah. you did, but better. Let me ask you this, and I probably we might um stand on both sides of the spectrum with this. Do you think that Drake has reached his limit? Do you think he's at the peak of his career? He cannot, he can't go any higher. Do you think? Do you think that? Mm, I feel like um, it's it, his next album is going to be hard for him because the thing about your once you have already reached a, such a high peak in the industry he competing with you have to be, you have to compete with the album he have to compete with scorpion so the next album got to have four number one singles or five number one singles and it have to be even bigger than scorpion was and i would say is it possible i would say it's most definitely possible but he needs to do it before he's 35 yeah, he said in an interview, like he said a while back that he wasn't gonna retire at thirty five. But I mean, he was gonna retire. But he said in an interview recently he wasn't gonna retire. He don't see himself retiring no time soon. Like I would say this, like um, for peak wise, he gonna have to change his marketing because you're no longer that young person everybody likes anymore. It's generally, he's gonna get out of that phase of everybody liking him. It is going to be here. You're going to have to actually put in work of promoting and, and marketing differently. It's like when Kanye West got in his 30s, we got more artistic fantasy. He just need that one album to flop to give it a wake up plan. And yes, you're not the, you're not going like, you're not the, what is called the face of the young generation anymore. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, it happens to almost... I mean, Taylor Swift last year was a great example of that happening. Like, she... I wouldn't say the album tanked, but she was so accustomed to doing number one singles and going a million copies her first week doing this, and it was like you got beat by Old Town Road and nobody cared about you. You had this great lunch, but it's like everybody kind of looked over her. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, of course it's going to happen because, you know, that's the way music rocks. Music rocks in different situations, but in case of Drake, the, the, the one benefit Drake has is that he is a rapper, and so he can always leech on young artists. Yeah, and he, like, the one thing about Drake, you got to give him credit that he has the ability to, to adapt as well. Like, right. with different I, sounds and stuff like, things like that. It would take, I mean, normally it's like, people people counsel you over the most stupidest of things. Don't get me wrong. Like, you, <laughs> like, people um try to come at Drake with these different accents and try to, like, copy, sort per se, other people's flow. But if you look at, you know, the um the artist Stormy, I think that's his name. Yeah. He, um, a U, I think he's a um, UK rapper. Like, these artists, they big up Drake. Like, they support Drake. They say Drake is the biggest artist and they they ever seen. Like, they, the people that people say Drake steal from, they bigging up Drake in, this, in, in ways like that. And like, Man, let me say something. If you, you're great, if that's what they come back to say that you did. Because yeah. it's not an artist I've ever heard that it was not inspired or sounded like something that was already out prior. Yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, right? Like, I don't care if you can, you can go all the way back to Michael Jackson, and you can, I can go farther back to Michael Jackson and find all of his inspirations for everything. He didn't do the moonwalk first; he was just the most famous for it. Indeed. So it's like saying that he, it's just a way of like everybody's on Drake's tail for him to fall down. That's all it is. It, it is the he had the industry on lock, and people don't want that anymore. Like. You, I think the problem is Drake is gonna be successful as long as he doesn't own anything. You said as long as he doesn't what? Own any of his music. Yeah, that's one thing. I don't like like my favorite artists. Like that's that's a touchy thing because like he's what on the Universal. Mm-hmm. Do you think Drake is ever gonna own his masters? If, if Drake like numbers, he won't. So I mean, let's see what happens. Let's look at what happened to Taylor Swift. Let's look what happened to Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, Rihanna. Every artist have had a problem in their career simply because they wanted to own their music. Taylor Swift took a dive in her career simply because she wanted to own her music. Yeah, and like, I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. Like with Drake, he's so numbers based, and he's so he wants that recognition. Like he want people to tell him that he they they proud of him. So I feel like. That deal he has with Universal Cash Money and things like that, I think it's going to be something that he have for a long time, unless he has that Jay Z like mindset that hey, I want to own my stuff, I want to own my music, my art. He's going to be he's he's going to be in question when they start telling him what he, like the more the bigger he becomes, the more arrogant he's going to be. Well, not necessarily arrogant, but the more I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, and then that's what becomes a lot of problem with art. He's like eventually it's like. Well, I mean, I saw all these records, I did this, I did that. Why do I got to listen to you? And then it's like, that's when it becomes an issue. Like, Taylor Swift, her issue is, I don't, you don't have to tell me what to do. I'm the best-selling artist around here. I'm, I do better tour numbers than any artist in the industry. Why do I got to listen to anybody? Why can't I just make the music I want to make? And it's like, no, you, you signed a contract. You're going to do what we tell you to do until the day you die. <laughs> yeah. 
So of course we know he's gonna. It might it might be a little later for him because I just I honestly don't see why Nicki Minaj on her masters before Drake. She on no masters. She on her masters and her publishing. Hmm, I know that. Yeah, it's no. So if she on hers, I know they'll crack a deal with him. Yeah, it is. She had a. She had a. You see, he's gonna get more promotion anyway, but simply because there's more profit from him if he doesn't own anything. Yeah, but I can see that. I can see Drake being if Drake say, "Hey, if y'all can make my singles number one, if y'all can make my album number one. If I like, if y'all, if I agree to sign with y'all, will y'all do this? I can see Drake doing it." Like agreeing to sign an extension deal with Universal just to get his albums to continue to stay number one. You're right because they're gonna always promote him, promotion and everything, and put all this money into him because they're getting so much money back. So it's like he's looking at more of the. That's why he's doing so many businesses outside of music. That way he can actually have income. But there's no reason why Rihanna is higher than Drake on the Forbes list, and Drake did incredible with Scorpion. Yeah. And Rihanna didn't put out music. Or matter of fact, not even Rihanna. I'm talking about like just overall, he did all those and he should have at least been top ten artists, but you had artists who hadn't even released an album that was competing with him. Yeah. So uh I would say, I mean, I would uh, to me I feel like if he keep holding it down, if he keep keep extending it, eventually he'll never own it. And that's very unfortunate. I don't like the I don't like that the three other companies see my money before I do. Right. I don't like that. But that's that's home because he gave it up. He he gave it up to have those numbers. And I mean, you're gonna have to take a dive in your career to be, you know, to literally just be what is called um successful. His legacy always gonna be tainted because of that. Because of what? Because, I mean, when you don't really own anything, it's like the label can choose whether or not to support you. So, if let's say he makes one person mad, what can he possibly do? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm telling you, when somebody owns your publishing, they can tell you you cannot perform your music at all. You cannot promote. I, I will not let your name be on anything. Really? They did Wayne like that in the... Think about it. They, they destroyed Wayne's career. Wayne had left with the Dr. Carter 3 and the Dr. Carter 4 and basically had two albums that are a million copies of better and they just stopped it they just like boom okay you want it you want a problem you have a struggle you want your stuff well we're not gonna give it to you so simple is that if you have a problem we'll we'll kill your career we'll murder your career just to put you in check i think um uzi was a he fell victim to that originally too didn't he right because then you realize how solid your fan, your fan base is because a lot of times the label will leak your music. Shoot, I, right now, I'm just very... I just had another song that was leaked by Drake and I'm like very optimistic on Drake's count because it's like, this is about what, seven or eight songs at this point? Yeah, I heard a little bit of it. You know, I'm picky about them um, leaks, especially when it's from Drake in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't even want to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> It's just more of like, why is there so many? Yeah, definitely. Like, there should never be that many leaks. You have had enough leaks to actually make a whole album. 
You're right. Cause I remember it was a lot of leaks happening like around 2013, 2014 era. Like when I was in high school, I remember getting Drake leaks. I remember a friend of mine used to send me leaks all the time from Drake. And you see, now back then I kind of understand because Drake wasn't this huge artist. But now it was like, when you like the like one of the number one artists out, that's a conflict. Yeah. Like you know, it's that that's like okay, you need to talk to your team or quick and see what's going on because it's like they can they'll leak your singles and you don't want nobody to link your singles because you, you he had promotion and endorsement deals behind the singles when he put them out. Yeah, but that's what happened. Yeah, was that wasn't didn't you um you think you, you might have sent me something? Didn't that happen to um Beyonce and Kanye like recently? Um, I know what happened to Kanye West. I don't think it, Beyonce Beyonce fired her whole team <laughs> when that shit happened. With well, I think Ford when it came out when they leaked her whole entire album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she fired her whole team. They, she got rid of everybody. Yeah. She interesting. Her her Adidas campaign is the most most marketable thing I've ever seen in a very long time. That's coming out Saturday, ain't it? I mean, when I tell you every celebrity in the industry has it, she's in everything. Like she, it's in everybody a box. Yeah, I know she's in Cardi B one. I've seen that. She's in Cardi B one, Janelle Monae, everybody on Grownish, every like half of the white people that's you know in Hollywood. Uh, a couple of more people. They've been all wearing it, and it's just like, bro, it's like, yeah, this is gonna. This she ain't promoted this way more. She promotes her album. She don't do shit for promotional albums. You slick, right? Cause I've been seeing that Ivy Park stuff everywhere. Like. You, like, it, it's, with Beyonce, you know, if it's a clothing line, an album is coming next. Because she likes to take over entire year. Like, she likes to have a whole planned out thing. Yeah. But that, that goes to show you that she can do what she chooses. Like, she can one day not promote nothing, and then one day it be everywhere. Yeah. You know, a, a part of me, like, told me, part of me told myself, like, damn, is an album coming tonight? Because today is um, Thursday, and... People usually drop albums at like twelve oh one or eleven oh one our time. So, do you think a project coming like first quarter, third quarter, what? Uh, from who? Beyonce. Do you think she's dropping a project this year? I I don't know. I know she's dropping a project this year. Don't don't get me wrong. That's not even a question. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see at the Grammys. <laughs> the what? Grammys are real close, and she like either she's gonna put it out before the Grammys, after the Grammys, during the Grammys. Man, the Grammys next Sunday. Man, true. Beyonce have a 15-minute set at the Grammys. <laughs> That's the thing about the Grammys. Like, I, I was going to watch regardless, but I'm definitely going to be tuning in. They doing a Nipsey. I'm hearing that they doing a rumor Nipsey tribute, and they doing a Prince tribute. Right. So, um, I, I I don't know if it's going to be the Grammys. I know she got snubbed at the Oscars. I know she pissed. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> because, I mean, they I knew that was going to happen because they don't like to give black people anything. But it's like, for she got, uh, what is called, snub by Elton John. And I was like, bro, really? <laughs> it wasn't, I could understand if the songs were really good or halfway decent, but it's like, bro, okay, all right, I'll see. <laughs> so now she over the James Bond soundtrack, because of course she's going to do it again. She's going to go over it again. Is she really? I mean, Beyonce's going to get the Oscar by any means this year. I swear to God, she's going to get it. Yeah. She already signed a deal for the James Bond soundtrack. Hmm. So, it's that's definitely the next thing in her book after uh, this album. I say, 
I don't know. I feel like personally, I feel like these artists like kind of playing like wait and see. Like, oh yeah, waiting to see. Like, is Rihanna finna drop? Is, is Beyonce finna like, drop? Let me push my album back. Let me push. Like, oh, I know Drake doing that. I already know that that's Drake. Drake, Drake. If I promise you, Beyonce come out this year, it's gonna be Drake gonna come out in about the same months. Because they've been doing this lately. I don't know what they be doing, but they'll put out the albums around the same week. But uh, I, I don't know. It's it's very. We don't. Nobody knows what's going on because even pop music is having a hard time. Because we know Adele says she's one. She's her. She's dropping the album. So everybody, like everybody, in pop music is leaving. Like if Adele come out, it's like you might as well just not come out for that two months. Because <laughs> she, that she's like the. When it comes to album sales, there's not even a competition with anybody. To Adele. Yeah. Because hmm. our album did. Three million copies this first. She had the highest first week sale of all time for her last album. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, three million copies this first week. Like, unheard of numbers. Plus, the album overall, I think she sold, what, 25 of the 30 million copies of that album? And, like, people ain't bought album like this back in Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston days. Hmm. So, like, when it comes out, Drake wouldn't even put out an album the same day as I already know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they playing Wait and See. It's going to be interesting to see who dropped first. Uh, we Actually, we have got some momentum that say that Rihanna's actually dropping an album or actually working on an album. Yeah. Because Shaggy uh was mad with them because he felt like he had an audition for a project. And her team said, why would you have to audition for a project that's already done? Yeah, they recently denied that recently. I think it was like today or yesterday or something. Like yeah. Like, they said that they said that we was we, we was finished with the album already. So, we was just asking if you wanted to send material. Yeah. So, they basically concluded that she has an album that is finished. And or at least possibly near done. So do you think it's up to the label on the release date, or is it on her? Uh, it probably on the label. The label is gonna like always for Rihanna. Rihanna's like the queen of radio, so they're gonna always try to push a single. So like right now, I don't. There's nobody on the charts that's competitive can, can compete with Rihanna this year that I think that could come out when it comes to like number one single. So it's really whenever she wanna drop. Yeah. I so, say. I mean, We'll see huh. month. We'll be in January. I say a Rihanna album coming middle February. I would I would love to see Drake drop a single the same day as Rihanna drop a single. I want to see how that works. Because <laughs> Rihanna's like that. Rihanna's definitely that person that like is going to go claim the number one spot faster than any other artist I've ever seen do it. She had a number one single for every album she had released since, I think, what, 2008, 2007? Yeah, I don't think that'll be wise for Drake to do. Yeah. Because Drake, even though his singles as well, too, his, his singles didn't start doing that well until Scorpion. Yeah. And well, prior to um, that, what was, was that? Views. What was the single on Views? Views had Hotline Bling and One Dance. One Dance was his first solo number one. Because overall, Drake's have six. Yeah. And One Dance was his first number one single. Prior to that, he had two number one singles, both featuring Rihanna, and that was the reason why One Dance actually became a number one single is because Work was a number one single first, 
And then, like, because it was, like, the Caribbean vibes, when One Dance came out, it was, like, it just carried on for what Rook was doing. Yeah, Highline Bling. It was, yeah, I think, I think Highline Bling was, I don't, did, it, did it ever go number one? It was one of them songs off Views that Drake was stressing about. can't remember which one, because he even posted on Instagram or something like that. He was trying to push it to get number one. It was one day. This was the only only song off of views that went number one. Highline Bling went number three. I think. Okay, yeah. it might have been Highline Bling. I'm thinking about. I don't think it was one of them that didn't go number one. Yeah, like one like work really boosted one day because everybody had this Caribbean vibe at the same time. So Beyonce had hold up. They came out. Rihanna had work. Drake had one dance, and Dram had came out. And everybody saw Dram swag. So who swag? Dram. Who? Uh, his name is. I'm pretty sure it's Dram. I'm saying he got right. dreads. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He had a song with Lil Yachty. I think. I, is that you talking about? Yeah, you know. All right, the audio good. The audio was going up on the um. Yeah. On our end. But yeah, what were we talking about? Drum or something like that? Yeah, Dram. Uh, he's he's dope. They stole all his music. They did, and then did a whole year of Caribbean sounds. <laughs> but yeah, man, you ready to get into this list? Uh, hold up, just before then, you know who I'm very excited to see that gonna come out this year? Who? Gaga. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to see how this works. Because, like, okay, I'm saying, okay, everybody's, like, huge players is coming out. We have Gaga, we have Adele, Beyonce, Drake, Rihanna, Katy Perry, she's going to make a comeback, uh, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, all the people who's already established acts or had an album that was really dope. So, like, this second album is going to be, like, the making and breaking part. It's like it's very interesting to know who's gonna claim these spots. Yeah. Yeah. But you talking about the list, what's up? You ready? You wanna um so what we finna do, basically what what we talked about in the beginning, we just gonna give we doing top ten, right? Right. Alright, we doing a top ten artists of the decade from two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. So do you want me to go first or you go first? You can go first. Okay, so in no order, in no order whatsoever. But my top five is kind of in order, but it's not. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just name. Number one, I got Drake. Number two, I got Kanye. Number three, I got Kendrick Lamar. Number four, I got J Cole. Number five, I got Nicki Minaj. Number six, I got Future. Number seven, I got Travis Scott. Number eight, I got Meek Mill. Number nine, I got Young Thug. See, where I fell at, I had Logic at 10, but I'm going to substitute the Logic for Chance the Rapper. Okay. And this this list is based off, it's not biased at all. This list is based off impact. You can throw in some album sales, single sales, and things like that. And also, and being consistent. Okay, question about this impact and consistency. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on your list. Okay, J. Cole yeah. and Young Thug. In terms of impact, Young Thug had more impact this day J. Cole did. <laughs> Please repeat that. Young Thug had way more impact this decade than J. Cole did. Oh, that's that's tough. That's the tough one. Because, that's okay, tough. I'm going to tell you it's why. Definitely, it's definitely close. It's definitely close, but. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain my point. Even though I think that J. Cole was great at what he did because there was something that was lacking in the hip hop community. 
and he filled that spot. But in terms of impact, I don't think when J. Cole came out, we had a lot of people who sounded like him. I can name about 10 artists that I like Young Thug. I can name, I can honestly say this, what is between Young Thug and Future, this, what is called this mama rap, they influenced a lot of that. So was they influenced by Young Thug or were they influenced by the person that Young Thug was influenced by? I would sense. say Young Thug because Young Thug literally started rapping about things that made absolutely no freaking sense. Like nobody knew what he was talking about. But it made other people do the same thing as well. And in terms of like fashion, the way he was dressed, the way he acted, a lot of artists started doing that after he did it. Yeah. He like he took what Wayne did, his influences from Wayne, and took it even in a different perspective. Even if even being a rapper that was a thug who dressed fairly feminine. And was taken seriously. Yeah. Just like I can say the same for Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick Lamar has very classic albums. I just think personally, a lot of things didn't change once he was in it. It just didn't change. It's like if you took his career out, music didn't shift any differently. It is. I feel like Jay. I feel like J. Cole and Kendrick are what, like artists that was put in the industry because they were something that we were lacking that we needed. Yeah. Because we didn't have lyricists that made actually great albums. We had a lot of mama rappers and a lot of like, you know, what it's called. Think of it like, I think of it like this. With Wayne influenced so much of the culture, we needed people that was like Jay and Kanye West, similar to them, who actually just could spit and, and actually had great production. And we was lacking that so much. So they fit in perfectly with what our decade was, especially because we Drake was his own artist and Nicki Minaj was too. So it was like we needed them to to stand for lyricists and say lyricists can sell records as well. Okay. But it's like overall when in terms of the community, I'm like, that dang future really impacted flourishment of artists. Indeed, he did. Like Future and um Young Thug. I, I ain't never really just compared the two, Young Thug and J Cole. But now that I sit down and think about it, like that claim that what you said, he's more impactful than J Cole. Yeah, I don't think he nowhere near better. I don't think he nowhere near. And so there's many records. He probably sold many records though. But in terms of like artists, like we look at our artists today and we say, well, how did who influenced y'all? They're gonna probably say Young Thug and Future. Um, ah, it depends on who you ask. It it all it all it's really subjective, and it all depends on who you ask. But I'm saying, in the past five years, when you have your future, I mean, you have your Kodak Blacks, your Twenty One Savages, your NBA Young Boys, your all the people. Music does not sound like like J Cole or Kendrick Lamar. Music sounds like Future and Young Thug. I mean, like, yeah, unfortunately, they, that's where it's heading. I mean, it, to be quite honest, like, think about Roddy Rich. He said, I was not impacted by Biggie and Tupac. Tupac. I was impacted by, two, I mean, two, uh, what do you say, Future and Young Thug. Yeah, it was one of them artists. I remember you said that. Right. So it's like, it's not to say that those artists wasn't great. It's just like, influ- influential-wise, artists were not dressing and looking the way they were because of Kanye, I mean, because of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Artists doesn't sound the way they sound because of Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. Now, I'm not saying they're not great, don't get me wrong, but when you were saying I'm impactful, that means that people started doing things that they wasn't doing prior. Absolutely. 
And I think with J. Cole and Kids Lamar, if you took them out of the equation, there's not that many artists that you you wouldn't lack that were mainstream. You know, now that I sit down, I should just think about it, just take a deep dive on it. I can see that. I can see that. Right. Just like, that only... Yeah, like, that's just that only con point that he has over J. Cole. I can see the influential part. I can really see that. I can really see him being more influential than J. Cole in a sense. Now don't, in a right, sense. Don't, don't get me wrong. J. Cole, I mean, Young Thug has some trash songs. Don't get me wrong. And so, and Future can be really repetitive. But they just, like, it's like, they, 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 what they did throughout culture have changed it so much to where you cannot just not take them serious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, well, my number 10, I'm going to throw in Chance the Rapper over Logic. But it's highly debatable. That's That might be a little, because I seen a tweet earlier today. Let's see if I can pull it up about Logic. I don't feel like logic is impactful at all. <laughs> you said what? I don't feel like logic is impactful at all. Mm. I mean, I there's know. nothing really. I haven't seen. I can I can see logic. that because I don't really just hear people say, "Hey, logic, this and that." I can see that. It's like I just like he feeling in a spot. Like I feel like people just he's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's like in terms of an artist, he's like he just there. Like yeah, people. You know, he remind me of like Todd Dolla Sign. He's just there. <laughs> nobody hates Todd Dolla Sign, but nobody's no nobody's just a, a, a huge fan of Todd Dolla Sign. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my top ten on that end. I feel like it wasn't right for me to put Lil Wayne or Jay Z in this. Because we only talking this decade. Yeah, but I would say... An honorable mention, I would put... Because I got Jay-Z on my list as an honorable mention on the Chance to Rapper. Okay. My top 10 look different. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, number one, I got Drake. I feel like that's not even a conversation. Okay, number two, I have Nicki Minaj. Number three, I have... What's his name? I have Kendrick Lamar. Number four, I have... Future. Number five, I have J. Cole. Number six, I have Young Thug. Number seven, I have Wiz Khalifa. Number eight, I have The Migos. Number nine, I have B.O.B. And number ten, I have uh, I always struggle with ten. I don't know who to push for ten. Somewhere I thought you were going to throw in Chief Keef in that. Uh, no. He had a run, and but it wasn't consistent. It, it, I would say, I'm not even disputing his run. I would just say it's like he he influenced his area more so than influenced everybody. Yeah, I can see that. And number 10, I would say, <sighs> I would say probably who been around for the past 10 years, like Meek. Yeah. Or Meek, I would say honorable mentions Meek Mill, Two Chains, and um, what's that dude name? I can't think of his name, but I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so those people, I really, 
great reason why I put it in my I checked everybody Billboard history. That was the first time I did. So why do you have Wiz Khalifa? I forgot about Migos. I wasn't like I was looking at. I don't know why. I, I think I was thinking about Migos separately. I could throw Migos in there somewhere. I just don't know where. I probably take out Meek and probably throw in Migos because we often look at them as a collective, but they so talented separately too. So why do you got Bob and Wiz Khalifa on your list? I feel like because you have to kind of put them because I think from 2010 to 2015, we had nobody that was mainstream and they were like the only people. Yeah. And I actually saying like B.O.B. was like came in uh, rap with a number one single and nobody had one. <laughs> nobody. So it's like, it was like a while before a rapper started to become mainstream again. Like they were mainstream in the 2000s, but like pop music bluntly took over. So it's like, you have to give B.O.B. credit for the one. And not only that, he was a pop rapper, and we were just not... Also, number 10, uh, what I would say, Pitbull. Pitbull? Yes. Okay. I can definitely but, see uh, it overseas. He got horrible album sales, actually, but... Um, I think he like a... Pitbull like a flow rider. He'll give you that one big song every two years or something like that. Right, I mean, I cannot, when I had to look at the facts of it, I was like, Pitbull, really, for, Lat- for, for Latino artists, he was the only huge Latino artist, rap artist out. Like, you go overseas, people, go, like, they gonna know. Who Pitbull is. Yeah, like, they gonna know. Like, we like, no, no, get me wrong, our generation, our, the 2010s like Pitbull on, they liked him more in pop than we did on urban scale. Yeah. So I can't. I don't put. People, I don't not discredit people because they was in pop music. It's what like, is Pitbull? Is he Latino? Yeah, he's Latino. Latino, but I think he's Afro Latino. I think. Nah, don't, he's Mexican. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he might be Afro Latino. He might be, but I think he's just Latino. But I think I would. I would say he's a possible. He's a honorable mention too. But uh, I would say Bob was definitely like a king person throughout the first part of the 2010s and he was like breaking in album sales and single sales and he had a collaboration with the likes of taylor swift who was a huge artist when she came out uh he had numerous of top 10 numerous of number one singles he basically was where drake was he was supposed to be where drake is now yeah did you um see that bob um j Cole? not damn bob joe Budden interview I do not. I don't listen. To, I don't listen to BLB. BLB crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Only time I want to listen to BLB is when I want to laugh. Yeah, if you look at BLB discography, his top songs on um, Spotify, he got a song Bruno Mars, Two Chains. Oh, I forgot about Bruno. Yeah, he, he got a huge song on Bruno too. Yeah, nothing on you. That was a huge song. They played it on BT every day. <laughs> right. So. I mean, it's like you have to give him credit because it's like that that he was really huge when he first came out. Eminem, Lil Wayne, he got singles with them. I didn't put nobody that debuted in the 2000s because I felt if we were based on 2010s, Eminem actually would probably be number three. Uh, Kanye. Kanye would be four. No, I'm saying you, you said what you say about you didn't put nobody debut in 2000. I did. I didn't put Kanye on some of this. Damn, he he didn't mention Kanye, did you? No, I mean, if I was to mention people from the 2000s, I would have to put Eminem number three. 
Oh man. <laughs> Pitbull, Cuban American. Uh, Cuban? I know he was something like he, that. But he was born in Miami, though. <laughs> we, we, had to get some, we had to get some fact checks on that one. <laughs> we, we were way low. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was something Latino. I didn't know where he was from, though. Yeah, I knew he had something in him. This boy, man, born in Miami. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but, um, yeah, definitely, um, I didn't, because Eminem was so successful this decade, it's, it's crazy. You said Eminem? Eminem was, like, incredibly successful. When did Recovery drop? Recovery dropped 2010. Oh, okay, just got in there. Okay. And it's like the recovery dropped. It what it did? Fifteen million copies. It had "Love the Way You Lie." I'm not afraid. And them were two of the biggest selling singles of this. Decade. Let me ask you Love something. The way you lie, I was that a was pop that? album or a rap album? Uh, I would say it's a rap album with a little rock in it and a little pop. Yeah, I can make you can mix it in with that. I think Kamikaze was more of a what rap album. Uh, yeah, it was a rap album. The, but the one before that wasn't. <laughs> I can remember what, I, I what mean, was the I name of it. I would say it was a rap album. I, I don't know what Eminem was trying out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was experimenting. He was trying new sounds, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, he was experimenting like, I, with something. But, okay, besides Kamikaze, you got Marshall Matters that came out with, well, I think uh, The Monster was on there. That was a huge single and a huge album as well. Yeah. For the 2010 to 2015, Eminem was the best-selling rapper. You said he was a what? He was the best-selling rapper for the 2010 to 2015. The best what? Best-selling rapper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Marshall Matters LP, he had Skylar Gray, Rihanna, Kendra Lamar, and some other people. Right. So it's like, he, I guess he handed his his little thing to Drake, and Drake ended up from 2015 to 2020. Yeah. So, I don't know why you're not putting that Take Care error in there, man. Like, Headlines was probably the big, like, I think it was, like, the most commercial song off Take Care. And, like, you got to put 2000, you got to say 2011 from. Uh, because he didn't, he wasn't that popular it was a great album but in terms of mainstream they didn't eat that album they didn't they didn't welcome that album that much so what about the rihanna feature on there he had a rihanna feature the weekend feature kendra lamar feature Nicki minaj Lil Wayne. the biggest songs on the album was take care i think headline i think headlines and make me proud and neither one of them songs they did okay don't don't they did was hits but like in terms of like rappers like eminem was just doing so much better eminem kanye west and I think Nicki Minaj at the time was just doing so much better than he was. It's like it was hard. I can see that. I can see that. It made because when did the Pink Print come out? The Pink Pink Friday came out twenty ten, and I think it just Super Bass was like such a huge song for her. It was like wow. Like even it didn't debut at number one because I think Taylor Swift was like out around that time. But the, it was like I think the song did. Eight million copies. Almost, I think it's di- almost diamond now. Yeah. So it's just like you know, it was not necessarily discredit him or his album. His album was great, but also you have to think about the fact that his album it it, it grew better now than it was then. 
I can see that. Yeah, could take care. Like, I can't remember too much as I was 11. I think I was maybe a sophomore or a freshman or something like that, going on sophomore year. But I do remember headlines. I do remember that era. But I also remember a little bit of the video. But now looking back on it, it's easy to say. And like even Drake mentioned this, that take care is a classic. That's easy to say. Yeah, it's like, okay, put like this. We wasn't ready to receive that album yet from a rapper. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't like, okay, but like this. Once he started going mainstream and started doing his thing, we recognized the album more. That's why the album stayed on the chart so long because it's like we recognized the album more and he turned us into sound. And plus, when The weekend came out, we understood where that sound came from. So it was like, we like it more now than we liked it when it first came out. Yeah. Because it gave you a mixture. It gave you a mixture of something that you really haven't seen in a while. It gave you something that it gave you rapping. It gave you singing. It gave you this and that. And like you just haven't seen that on a consistent level from an album, from an artist in a while. And I'm going to say one thing that really, it it aged well. It did. Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj did not age well. I ain't heard about that in years. Like, I mean, it did, I mean, at the time, it was like three times platinum before that you're even in, but like, you have a lot of albums that sounded too much like that time it was in, and it did not age well at all. It did not age well. Um, My Dark Twisted Fantasy aged incredibly well. Beautiful. Recovery aged, Beautiful. it was okay. The singles aged better than the actual album. It's my recovery? Yeah. So, I would say, you know, because, I mean, age, aging, your album aging is something that a lot of things we don't appreciate now, we appreciate. Like, I think what it was, Mariah Carey's Glitter album started selling incredibly well in the 20, last of, like, 2019. It's like, this album, like, flopped when it first came out. This album was like, she fell off. And now everybody like, oh, I love this album. This is one of her best albums. It's like, wow, who would have thought, like, 19 years later after the song, people actually wanted to start buying it. <laughs> so yeah um, I think most of Drake discography aged well I don't think his newer albums ain't gonna age well at all Um, I would say the only reason I would say Scorpion would maybe age because of the singles like Nice For What God's Plan things like I that I think the singles are gonna age well I think the album is not gonna age well because it was too many fillers on it I think so too I think the singles are really gonna age well more right, but in terms of the album, I think the album is not gonna be something we're gonna look back and be like, "Oh wow, Drake did this." Because it was like the single, the single sounded nothing like the album, and I think that's why. You said what now? The single sounded nothing like the album. I can see like that because "Nice for Work" really just didn't give me no type of vibes from nothing from the album. Like, it's just like, once you got past the singles, it's like, the singles sounded nothing like the album sounded like. The album was way far off from what the singles sounded like. So, it's like, I think with with Scorpion, he was chasing hits. I think so, too. Like, it wasn't a body of work that Drake was, I feel like I'm, I feel like that was great. I feel like he was just like, I want to make as many hit songs as I can. So, I'm put like 20 songs on the album that... Whatever rest of the song, just songs as filler songs. So just, I, I, you know, just typical that. Yeah, like me personally, I'm a Scorpion. Scorpion, 
gonna always be a good album to me. Like if I can just go back and rate it now, it'll it'll be a a eight, a low eight. Like I would 8. say, 1. To, to me, it'd be like a six and a half or a seven because it was twenty unnecessary songs. Like yeah. I could take at least ten or fifteen songs out of that, and then boom, we had actually had a good album. But it's like eventually, it's like you have a lot of songs on there that you probably never listen to again. Yeah, that's the thing about Drake. Have you seen his Rap Radar interview? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw some of it though. Okay, so salute to the um guys, B Dot and Elliot. The thing went um on his rap radar interview, he said, and which kind of caught me like, man, I thought he was gonna tr take that Kanye approach, that Jay Z four for four approach with um with the amount of tracks on the album. But he he said that he wasn't like he's always gonna give us that sixteen plus fifteen plus song. I mean, uh, songs on the album. He said he'll never do. A seven song, eight song. He said he'll never do that. But that's because he's chasing screams. I can see that. I mean, he's chasing screams. That's the whole point of dropping a 20 song album and his first week doing so well because he's chasing screams. If he wasn't chasing screams, it wouldn't matter. But like when you want to do 20 songs on an album, it's like, think about it. Drake ain't performed 20 songs on no concert. Drake ain't really performed. He performed the dang single off of Scorpion and left the rest of the album alone. And the average person is not going to sit there and listen to 20 songs. <laughs> you Unless you're a diehard Drake fan. Unless you're a diehard Drake fan, you're a regular fan of music. You're not. I'm, I'm, let's be honest. Ain't too many people listen to 15 songs off an album. Like me personally, it's a certain amount of artists that I would like. Drake, Kanye, Jay-Z, Nip, J. Cole. I listed the entire project, but let's say some random, like some, the Justin Bieber album that's come out. I'm not finna listen to the whole thing. This Chris, like Chris Brown, I'm damn sure not finna listen to 40 songs. I like Chris uh, Brown, but I'm not finna listen to 40 songs. Like, now that's <laughs> like, definition of chasing streams right there. Yeah, he was definitely chasing way too many streams. He was chasing streams. Uh, I think, okay, I think 15 is okay. You have that. Well, to me, you have to be impressively put a great, uh, together a great album to have 15 dope songs. Because yeah. if you got 20 songs, there's some fillers in them songs. I don't care. You you in lost a lot of direction in your music. And I don't I have said this about so many artists. I said this that sometimes you like I said that about Queen when Queen came out, I'm like, bro, she had way too many songs on that album. <laughs> a lot of fillers. A lot of like a lot of songs that just there that you could have just not put on the album. Uh I like that's why I respect about some pop artists is because rap we so things on putting out so much music pop artists really don't do too much they just put out an album with like maybe 12 13 songs but they actually you know people actually listen to yeah. so yeah so definitely mm, yeah drake is wasn't drake number one on my list definitely oh uh, yeah i think so yeah definitely number one um, the Migos impact was definitely strong in 2017. I like the fact that they they introduced trap music on a large scale. To my Migos. Okay, yeah, because they 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 showed that the music industry had a, did a whole 360. Because prior, I think it was around let's say 2014, definitely 2014. 2014, we debuted that year with Happy, and then Drunken Love came out, and Dark Horse came out by Katy Perry, and it was like the introduction that pop music was like going in a different direction. 
people wasn't doing pop anymore. <laughs> and so around 2015, 2016, I felt like we was looking for a sound. And like 2017, it was like we had 50 rappers just debut. Boom. Okay. We doing trap music. And Culture was like one of those albums you have to look back on and say, wow. It's like that they really influenced a large culture from doing the ad-libs and everything. It was just something that we hadn't did in a while on a mainstream level. Absolutely. Because if you look at the Migos, like since Culture, they what? On commercials, they on they on TV, they doing this and that. If you look at just Amigos as a whole, they potentially can go down as the biggest rap group of all time. Now, they're going to be competing. They're going to be competing with the NWA. They're going to be competing with Mob Deep. They're going to be competing with Outkast. They're going to be competing with these guys. But if you look at it from a mainstream standpoint, Amigos definitely have they can potentially become that, if not on the verge of doing that with their next project from commercial sales and impact. Because we hadn't had a rap group that really, like, just actually came out with an album together that was, like, mainstream. Besides, I would say, besides Ray Shrimmer, and they don't give them, we don't give Ray Shrimmer no credit. Damn sure don't. Salute. Like, and they, they actually come out with hits a lot. Like, every time they come out, it's hits on their albums. I think they trying to lean more towards solo, I think. Yeah, because Sway Lee is really dope by himself. <laughs> yeah. We like Sway Lee. And, and I like the fact... And shout out, shout out to them because they're from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Salute. 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 Uh, Definitely that. Yeah. I, keep forget, I actually keep forgetting that till I heard about that tragic incident that happened not too long ago. But yeah, salute. Special salute to them guys. Yeah, who else? Who else was on my list that we haven't talked about? Let's talk about Travis Scott. That's an interesting person. He came out of nowhere. Straight up. Like I always liked Travis. I liked Travis when Antidote came out. I liked it then, and I felt like when Astro World. I felt like that was such a great marketing. It was such a time in music to where he planned out how he wanted his album to be themed and everything. He did. I keep Astro World came out when two thousand eighteen, didn't it? Yep. I don't know why I thought it came out 2019. I keep thinking it came out 2019 because of Sicko Mode. I keep thinking that's a new song. but All right. And Sicko Mode stayed hot for a very long time. It did. And it's like, for him, it was more of like he had the tour. It was like a theme park. Everything was... I like when albums are themed, planned out, and everything seemed like it was thought through before it was released. It wasn't just released. Everybody had thought about everything it was about to do. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, it gives people... Like, the rollout was, it was amazing for that. I would say it's probably top 10 rollouts of the decade from, like, music as a whole. In terms of just rollout, just in terms of, like, somebody actually putting together a theme and we understood where they're trying to go with this and all that, definitely top 10. You said of the decade? Yeah, of any music, any musician. Okay, I can see that. Right. Because between Beyonce and Kanye West, they they by themselves have two of the best rollouts for two different albums. <laughs> I think so that, I, I think that that views rollout is very underrated. That's like I, I mentioned this on my podcast last year. Well, um, me and Tyler did an episode 
if you look at the views rollout from not only what he did in Toronto with the tower, he released a short film with that. He rolled out the singles for it. If you just go back to 2016, I think it came out 2016. If you just look at that rollout, you're going to see what I'm talking about. His rollout is only overlooked because there were two better rollouts that year. Yeah. Like, it was Rihanna's anti. And she had a whole thing with Samson. Though. She was releasing content every other week, explaining throughout her career and stuff. That rollout. Her rollout probably would have been the best of that year if Lemonade wouldn't have came out that same year. <laughs> the Lemonade rollout. I ain't listen to the album when it dropped, but the Lemonade rollout was pretty nice. Like, the fact that she performed it at the Super Bowl, uh, that was the first thing she did with the first single. She made a title exclusive and turned around and put the actual movie of the album on HBO and made it an exclusive to HBO. Dropped the album on a title. It was like she did a lot of things. That So it, it really helped. She had probably the best, between my dark twisted fantasy, her actual self-titled album was probably the it wasn't even a rollout. It was just something different. <laughs> like, we were not used to that. Yeah. I'm hoping they do something, like, every artist that we name, I'm hoping they do something nice with it this year, too. Right, like, because I think when she dropped the self-titled album, she was, like, trying to prove herself because everybody hated her. No, Beyonce? Oh, yeah. Like, back in, like, when 2011 came and she had lip sync at the inauguration, they hate the hell out of Beyonce. <laughs> But when she dropped the album, it was like everything went away because it was like she dropped a visual album with 17 videos, 15 songs. She dropped it exclusively on title and was like, here, here you go. Here's an album. And prior to then, nobody did that. Nobody have ever done that. Yeah. Like, you have to have a lot of heart to just put out an album and say, I don't care if you sell. <laughs> 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 like if you listen to the album my nigga like she have a song on the album she said I uh, probably won't make no money off this oh well and it's literally the whole concept of her putting out the album like that that's why she dropped her surprise album a while back like she ain't had no rollout for it she just dropped it she just be like but nah she gotta stop dropping stuff because eventually people get tired of it you just gotta do something different yeah I would say her. I would say in this order. I would say definitely my my dark twisted fantasy. Oh, I got. I'm wrong about that. Cause you got teenage dream by Katy Perry. You got um, what's her name? Um, Gaga's uh, what is called Born This Way album. That was an incredible rollout too. Um, let me think of some more. It, it was a lot of incredible rollouts where it was just like a theme thing. So I would definitely put them two up there too. Come on, Gaga. Who else? Uh, Katy Perry's teenage dream was like a moment in time. Like that was like she really destroyed pop music as a whole. Pop music have never seen nobody that big at that time. She was like Michael Jackson big. <laughs> Like, that was, you know how rare it is to have six number one singles Very. on one album? Very. Like, only one person in their whole life have did it, and that was Michael Jackson. He did it with five. She beat his record. They, only reason why they don't count it because they say she got the sixth one on the deluxe album. Like, overall, she got six on an album. So, simple. It's just she got six. And she only had, like, 12 songs on the album. 
Oh yeah, that they got twenty four karat magic by Bruno Mars. His two, his rollout was dope. That song, like that song, he that. That's gonna that's that's one of them songs that's gonna be played forever. Yeah, because he did timeless music and his shit because he was in pop music and then went to like uptown funk. Oh, you know he got a he have an album coming out this year too. Bruno. Yep. I can believe that. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like it's so many potential releases this year. It, like a lot of artists gonna get overshadowed. A lot of artists gonna get overshadowed this year. Back in 2011, this happened, and that's when, like, four artists I can list that died. Because I think it was what Britney Spears had died then because there was so many huge albums released. Yeah, I was going to say, time. put some um, context on that. Like, she put out a Britney Jean album, and, like, you understand, prior to that, Britney Spears had made a comeback with Femme Fatale. So it was like she was like on top of the pop industry, and it's like all the new pop people just got rid of her. It was like she was, they killed her career. But then again, her first single sucked, so that that did itself. <laughs> but like when it's a lot of competition in music, your your first single can't be so like a lot of half butt song that people was putting out. You can't do it. Yeah. Justin Bieber just realized that like Yummy probably gonna fall. It's probably gonna fall in the next few weeks if if Drake song goes well. Um, it's going to fall from like the top spot fairly quickly. Yeah, cause like what's today? Today is Thursday, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think with Rihanna and Beyonce? Do you think when they drop an album, we gonna see it coming? Like we like they gonna give us a release date or what? Uh, I don't think Beyonce might Beyonce I don't believe in release dates so <laughs> yeah. she, she, she over that but we're not only reason why you know Beyonce green the album because she always throw a whole clothing line together and I always want to sell some clothes before dropping the album that's what I'm saying because the Ivy Park is coming this weekend I'm hoping somebody like that we mentioned or somebody we forgot dropped tonight I'm hoping somebody like, do something. she got a she always have a theme. Everything with Beyonce is like themed and planned out prior. So it's like we know there's something coming because she's actually doing something. Yeah. Rihanna, I believe Rihanna gave us a hint of what her album's going to be. What you mean? Because she's been like posting on Instagram and Savage Fancy. I wouldn't be surprised if her album's called Savage Fancy. I probably, I wouldn't be surprised either. I wouldn't be surprised Fancy she made this whole 50 grand around her album. I wouldn't be surprised Beyonce album called Ivy. Man, bro, I don't care what nobody say. Beyonce got some album uh, dealing with emeralds, green emeralds. <laughs> yeah, I know you um, sent me something like that. <laughs> On God, the beehive be like, me up. Because she did that with lemonade. She just part posting pictures with lemons. <laughs> like, a, she just do. That, Beyonce do the most, bro. Beyonce really just do ignorant stuff. Like, she don't want to ever be just normal. She want to just post things and, like, all of a sudden, boom, there you go. <laughs> Uh man, who I want to release an album though, and it's kind of like some ignorant. But I just need, I need some ignorant future. I need some real ignorant future. Future, he gonna drop an album this year. But I think he gonna drop what a time two first. Uh, I know what's the name, Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan coming back together. Yeah, I heard rumors about that. That's that's gonna be very very interesting to see. Because if you was around, like if people was listening to that. Rich Gang era, like 2014, 2000, yep. 
13, like that, that was, that was something different. That rich homie, Young Thug music, that was something different. So it's like, yeah, he used to, Young Thug used to always rap, and I used to try to, re, I used to try to repeat what he was saying, but didn't know what he was saying. Still, Future even have said that, man, Young Thug don't know what he was talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about in certain songs either. I was drunk on <laughs> high. It's like, bro, you don't know. I know. I don't know. Oh no, Rich Young Thug. I ain't really listened to um. I heard the only song I listened to off his last album was Hot by Gunna, but I ain't really just listened to Young Thug last album too much. Uh, it's Chance Chance the rapper is the person who second album didn't do well. I don't think he gonna drop this shit. I think for Chance, I think for Chance, any type of that line for his album will be a win for him solely because he's quote unquote independent. Uh, Russ is independent. That dang Chance the Rapper is not independent. I don't believe it. I don't I don't trust it. I know too much about the industry to ever think that he's independent. I don't agree with Joe Biden, but I agree with him that day. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I remember we had that conversation about Chance. I we had that on the podcast. Man, you do not get on the radio with with an independent label. You do not get an Apple deal with an independent label. But that's I was. It was something that Joe Budden was talking about about these Apple deals, like and um YouTube as well. Let me ask you this, because like YouTube's songs are gonna count for streaming now. Oh yeah, that's that's that's. That, that, that might actually hurt Drake. That is going to help Young Boy. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> oh, trust me. That's going to help Young Boy. If you look at Young Boy and Lil Durk, the top um, streaming artists on YouTube today. But it, that's because they're only top streaming because they're, uh, what it's called, they release so much music to the point that where their streams are like super hot. But if you look at his music videos, he ain't doing no five hundred million. Oh no, no. Nah, you can That's get. That's what I'm. When people talking about that, I'm like, he just putting out so much music to the point to where his streams are so far up. It's like if every day you drop a song, you get a hundred thousand. You get ten songs a week. That's a million, million views. Then he'll drop a music video for eight of them. Right. So I mean, I'm not disputing he got a lot of YouTube views, but it's not from like one video. It's because he got fifty thousand videos. He got two hundred ten yeah. videos on YouTube, and he fairly new. Young boy, yeah. And like the point where I was heading with that, I know I think it was um Budden, I'm saluting them guys. I think it was um they was mentioning like exclusively releases. So it's a huge possibility that towards twenty twenty, I'm pretty sure twenty twenty, twenty twenty one and years to come, I think me personally, I feel like certain artists are gonna release their album, they're gonna strike a deal with Spotify, they're gonna strike a deal with Tidal. Or album music like Chance, I'm similar to what Chance did. But since YouTube is counting streaming, and it's gonna be like a wait and see type of game, I personally feel like not necessarily a mainstream artist like or like a huge, huge artist like Drake or Rihanna or something like that. But I think a semi, like a star, gonna release an album exclusive exclusively on YouTube. I personally feel like that. Like you, you're not gonna get it nowhere else but YouTube. Uh, I'll say this: if we basing it on YouTube views, Katy Perry gonna come back. <laughs> you said Katy. 
Yeah, she's going to make a huge comeback. Huge comeback. Because she has, like, her problem in her last album, her singles weren't selling, and her radio play wasn't nothing, but her YouTube views was amazing. Like, she, Bon Appetit had 800 million, 800 million views. Yeah, I can see, um... I can definitely see Katie coming back with a comeback. Man, she re- her only problem is she cut out her. They literally destroyed her career because she cut her off. That's crazy. I, ain't even, I don't know if I've seen Katie in a minute. Like, it, it is so sad to say that your career could really be messed up because of a bad haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2 Chainz just cut some of his dreads off yesterday. <laughs> But, I mean, that's women, though. Women pay attention to, like, niggas don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wayne look crazy. <laughs> yeah, he cut that. I'm sorry. Shoot. Uh, Hov look crazy, too. He need to cut his stuff off, too. Man, just him. Yeah, Hov need to cut his off, too. Salute. But, um, I don't know who else I think. it. Gaga probably is very YouTube views as well, so it's got it's gonna benefit all the pop people, really. It ain't gonna benefit no rappers. On the YouTube, I'm saying. Yes, it's gonna benefit everybody in pop music. They did that purposely for pop artists. I can see that. It's gonna be interesting to see what type of. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what type of genre genre of artists actually do that. Right. Like release because, exclusively on that. The reason why I said that is because pop artists take more time into releasing, actually making a video than rappers. The rappers just kind of just go and, you know, find some find some pretty females, get some cash, and get a car, and then that's the video. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if they do count it, then they're going to, like, people who actually take the time to make the video and actually have a budget for it are definitely going to be up. So if that's the case, Nicki Minaj is probably going to make a huge comeback as well. Yeah, she's been on social media for a minute. I think she's yeah, like you know, November. She she's gonna be uh February, she's got a new her new management team is people who manage Travis Scott and Arena Grande. And um she she fired all her team. <laughs> it was after that Travis Scott situation, wasn't it? And got with Travis Scott managers, it's petty. Uh I mean beat him join him. But I mean, with Billboard though, they they actually took her in consideration because they changed the rules. You said they changed the rules. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Billboard has to approve any merchandise in first before it can be counted. You cannot just put an album with something that's not. He did an album with like T-shirts, then like with I think some type of uh, ticket sales for a, a concert he never did. Okay. That's why she was she was mad because of like the merchandise and he was selling, but nobody got it. So it was like he just was selling merchandise for like just to have be the number one album. It wasn't actually because somebody bought it. It didn't it didn't look good on her because people didn't like her no way. Yeah. But look, let me ask you, do you have a top five artist? I'm not top five artist, but top five album. Or the decade list. Do you have that? Uh, I can name that off the top of my head. My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, I I would say Lemonade of oh, Critical Clan. I don't. I like the subtitle. I'm way better, but Lemonade definitely is number two. Uh, 
after that, 25 by Dell. 20, I'm going to say 24 karat magic. And then it's out of 1989 or Teenage Dream. And then Night Vision by Imagine Dragons. Okay. That was, we talked about that album recently, didn't we? Right, yeah, I have that. I'm gonna stay on my phone. Yeah, my um, my list was hundred percent biased. Well, not necessarily hundred percent biased. It was well, it was hundred percent biased, and it was hundred percent my opinion. Oh, well, like, I mean, with my the list I made wasn't just based on albums I actually cared about. It was based on albums yeah. that I just I know for a fact were like huge albums in the decade. Yeah, like I got my top five. Like five, I'm kind of iffy with. I got my beautiful dark number one. I got 2014 Forest Hill Drive number two. I got Watch the Throne number three. And these are solely um rap albums too. I got four Victory Lab by Nipson. I got five Take Care. I'm inching towards. I'm gonna take out Take Care and put nothing was the same. Cause that's my favorite Drake album. I'm okay. gonna take that. Out, but that's solely my opinion. 100 percent me on that. If I was basing off of my opinion, I would say, uh, I would say number one would be definitely, hmm, that's difficult. What album I liked all the way through that I did not give criticism on? Yeah, it's kind of like, if you look at 2009 to, to um, 20, 2019, like a lot of stuff get overlooked. Okay, I'm based on personal opinion, which means like it's not because it's the best album because I liked it. Uh, Doctor Carter Four, <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish, uh, When We All Fall Asleep, the Beyonce self titled, the um, what else? Uh, my uh, Daniel Caesar's, uh, I forgot what it's called. I'm, I'm Fridion or something like that. Fridion, yeah, definitely. I play the album to death. Um, then I would say last, I would say definitely maybe. Um, I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't say my dark twisted fantasy. I would say uh, Mad City or Forest Hill Drive, one or two. To my Kendrick Lamar, Mad City. Uh huh. We didn't even talk about Kendrick Lamar. Uh, we 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 mentioned him on our list, but like album wise, uh, Kendrick Lamar, great lyricist, dope album. He he actually, I would literally say, if we go back to rap criteria, his rap albums were literally what the decade needed. Just a really body of work that was dope. Kendrick Lamar is very unique. Very, very unique. And I don't give him the praise. I don't give him what he truly deserves. I don't really talk about him too much. Because he seemed like... He's very, very unique. I'm going to put it like that. Like, I, I wouldn't... He ain't on my top five, but he's very unique. And, like... Like, he's... I would say he's the only person that I've literally could say, in 10 years, between 2009 to 2019, he put out three projects that are all considered classics. Indeed. And, and it's not about classics like, oh, just because I like this person. It's like classics, like, even people who didn't, who, like, were huge tra- uh, trap music fans, like, future fans, they like Kendrick Lamar. And he's not, he didn't have to make mainstream music to do mainstream sales. Yeah. He had the longest, I think, I think Matt is one of the longest rap albums 
that was on the charts for the 2010s. Like, Mad City aged incredibly well. Yeah, and Section 8 was a dope album, too. I think Section 8 is a classic, too. All right. Uh, shoot. All the people on my list, I would say everybody, I would say Future, uh, Dirty Sprite definitely was an impact. Definitely was one of the most, what is called, um... It was a time in music that Future was just running everything, and Future was that person. Young Thug, who never had an album, just always seemed very popular throughout the whole decade with all the mixtapes that he dropped. And it's still relevant now. Um, definitely Migos, Culture One was a thing for the culture. Uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, I would say the first two albums did not age well. Pink Print was definitely a classic, a really dope album that people don't give enough attention to. Pink Print, okay. Like, Pink Print was probably very deep, talking about suicidal drinking, her cousin getting shot. Like, people only looked at it and said Anaconda, but overall, the album as a whole was probably one, one of the, a really dope rap album by her. Like, I, I can considerably be, like, probably top five female rap albums. The only problem, she put too many dang songs on the album. She just really put way too many songs on the album. She just left it along with 15 songs, but people got to be extra. <laughs> that irritates my soul when people do too much. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, before we, um, let's talk, before we end this episode, let's talk about artists who you, who we think that are a huge mainstream that could potentially flop this year ooh that's everybody I think Beyonce is definitely everybody aiming after her head <laughs> you think Beyonce could flop I think it's very possible cause her last two albums didn't do great but I consider you can't consider them her albums because they were all not marketed or not promoted the way that she wanted them to people like the, the Carters that was a flop but her you said what But that was a flop for the cars. On what level? Streaming wise? Overall. Okay. I mean we had this we had this debate a while back on that. We had this debate and I made you watch Lemonade and then you rethought about what I said. Yeah, but <laughs> it's still like the Carters for me personally, it, it I told you like it depends on the person and the situations. Like that's that that's that album is more of a feel type of thing. You know, but what I mean, like in terms of like actual what what we got with Lemonade with visually and everything being put so well together, it just seemed the Carter she kind of rushed it. Yeah, I think for Beyonce standard, it's like she was like, I just want this out for my fan because she made a title exclusive. And when I mean it was a flop, it's not a flop because it was together. It was a put together album by her and Jay Z. It was basically more of an EP than an album because this album didn't have to be too many songs on it, and it just was like for her. 2020 is like she's been in the game for almost 20 well, over 23 years and everybody who's been out when she was out have already died career-wise there's like not nobody else but her and maybe i can say maybe eminem maybe eminem a flop yeah no i mean i'm i mean like people who've been out since the 90s who considerably are still relevant to the generation that they are in now. 
I would say the only person I can maybe say that can keep that relevancy would be this in, in the same conversation with her is maybe Eminem and I'll put Kanye West, not really, but I he's somewhere in there. He's somewhere deep down there. He's somewhere. He's possible, but <laughs> between there, between everybody else, everybody else dead. Yeah, like they they're past their prime, basically. <laughs> so it's like with her, it's like yeah, we got to get this bitch out of here. <laughs> like she been here way too long. I would say if I say, oh, that's kind of tough on who I think Beyonce is definitely up there. But that Beyonce is definitely potential. I don't think Rihanna gonna flop. I don't think Rihanna gonna yeah. flop this year. If okay, I'm gonna say this in all in all statements. If Rihanna flop, nobody gonna care because Rihanna is like Rihanna. Yeah. Like there's certain artists where if they flop, there's nothing else to prove because their prime is just such a huge part of music to the where they don't need anymore else. They don't need nothing else. Like Drake, if Drake can, if Drake flop. And then Drake comes back, then we're gonna put Drake in that same category because he's like, he's getting close to that category. But as for Beyonce and Rihanna, who've been in the industry since they was like fifteen, they're like, it's nothing. If they flop, it's okay. Yeah, it's like Rihanna. What ain't dropped since what twenty sixteen? Rihanna had to stop. Like that's four years, man. I, I don't think you can like if artists of her stature. I don't think if you you ain't dropped the album in like four years, it's it's kind of hard to flop. Uh, I'll say this. Rihanna is a great example of an artist who had to stop releasing music the way she was. Yeah. Do you know, like, okay, let's think about this, right? Between 2007 or 2006 to 20, I would say 12, Rihanna had 13 number one singles and was already one, was already one of the best selling artists of all time. It already surpassed Whitney Houston. That fast. Okay. Like she was already there. By the time 2016 came, Rihanna was the best-selling digital artist of all time. She was like, let's say her record sales worldwide was like, it's probably if she updated, they're probably close to four to five hundred million. Because her single sales are incredible, like incredible. So she, she was like, at that point, by 2016, if Rihanna was to release albums, that's what she was between 2008 to 2012, and it still did the same as it was, she would have been unstoppable. They would have broke her down. But they did break her down because she went broke. Who? Rihanna went bankrupt. Rihanna went bankrupt. When was this? This was back in, before 2016. This, the song "Bitch Better Have My Money" was based on her going bankrupt because her accountant was stealing her money. <laughs> <laughs> so she needed a break, but then the, I'm pretty sure somebody on her label did it. Ain't no telling. Man, they have a way of stopping you. Don't get me wrong. They had, they got Beyonce. Daddy was stealing her money. He leaked the whole project. <laughs> I mean, that's sad. When your daddy the one who really finessing you out of stuff, she's still on Destiny Child Publishing. But does she on her own publishing? She on her publishing. Yeah. She on her master's. But she's his own... Well, her dad won't give up Destiny Child Publishing. 
And to be quite honest, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't if it was my daughter, that's different. But if it was just me as a businessman, no, you ain't getting that back. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be reasonable with these artists, man. Man, reasonable, reasonable, my ass. What you talking about? <laughs> it's a business, nigga. <laughs> Gotta be you, think, you you have to really think about it. Like Taylor Swift, right? That's like giving her a hundred, two hundred million dollars. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. I ain't gonna get too deep into it, but it'll be tough. Like when artists be like, "Oh, wow, you don't give me my publishing." It's like, bro, no, no offense, but uh, you signed. I literally gave you five million dollars. That way, you won't get it. It's not my fault. You became the best on the artist. That's your fault. <laughs> like I'm not. I wouldn't have gave Taylor Swift nothing. I ain't gonna cap. I don't care how people would have felt about me. I wouldn't have gave her a dime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see cause I what an hour from now hopefully somebody drops some a song or something an album I, I want a body of work how do you feel about Drake touring what do you think Drake is Drake gonna all, is he gonna start putting emphasis on tour um I think it's gonna be more global cause he he's that's where he's far behind other A-list artists that's what makes Drake not considerably worthy at. Yeah. I think it's going to be more like, global because he's trying to reach a different... If you can see with War, you can see with these past singles, like not just this, last year, but the year before that, I think he's trying to reach a global type of thing, do something that's never been done in rap, like introduce the pop level into rap. I think he's trying to do that with this next project. You know something? I didn't know Nicki Minaj was number one in, in Mexico. And Latin and in the Latin Hot 100, she's like number one. She have a number one single. What's what Tuesday? I ain't even know nothing about Tuesday. But like when I was looking at the Latin Hot 100, she's like she's featured on some Mexican Latino artist song, and she's like and she had number one single for like four weeks there. Yeah. So she I think who uh, I think he needs to hit the international base because he sells so well here, but he doesn't sell well everywhere else. To my Drake. So. I mean, he sells well a lot of other places, don't get me wrong, but it's like, compared to like Rihanna, he doesn't, he's not like, Rihanna, like number, like Beyonce and Rihanna have bad albums that were number one in like a hundred countries. Hmm. So it's like, he can do what he can do well here, but like when in terms of him touring, he tours, this tour suck. <laughs> he, he, I mean, for like, okay, for the hype that he's at, to say Drake is at like the best selling artist, one of the best selling artists of all time. And all the veggies of the decade, you're still touring at a million cop, a million per show, and that's with Domingo's featured with you, or he he was like a one point one million. Rihanna sucked too. She need to do better as well, but she be she be hot on stage, but they need to do better because it ain't no way Beyonce ain't had no hit record and got no win, but she doing five million. I told you that aura, man. Man, shoot, she's gonna go. She was the highest into Taylor Swift because you know, white America just not gonna let you be great. So they made they boosted her one million up. Then Beyonce, I hope Beyonce go and do two million up. Just be petty. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate when they do it because with white artists, they'll always put a like anytime a black person's going too successful, too far on the industry, they'll take a white artist and just put them way just a little bit higher than their black artist. They'll break their record. You're like, oh, well, that person did six number ones instead of five. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see about just artists in general this year from the flops 
to the success. But I wish them all success. Like from just a personal standpoint, I wish them all success. And like just me personally, like me just waiting on the album this year, I can't really say right now who I'm just like ready for. Of course Drake, of course Drake. In the back of my head, I'm always hope that Jay Z will drop an album this year. That's just you want Jay Z to drop an album every year. Every year, every year, every year, every year. It's been what three years. Man, I wait on Billy. Billy Eilish. That's that's my personal thing. That's I'm gonna listen to that. Huh? I'm gonna listen to that when it drop. Like, like her last album was such so so far. It was so different than what I was accustomed to hearing from my genre of music. I was like. For her to be, she just turned 18 too, so it's like, yeah, she's definitely going to be that person. And her album did well, and it was a really dope body at work. I understood yeah. where she was going with it. Yeah. And it was short, sweet, to the point. I understand it. I don't need 20 songs on the album. And that's not even Shade the Dre. That's Shade to every artist who's doing all this. Uh, it's Shade to Chris Brown, though. Shade to Chris Brown. Stop doing 45 songs. Anybody listening to 45 songs? Nobody wants to hear 45 songs. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Chris. I want Chris Brown to literally take a break from music. I don't need. I need. I still have a list of the last album. <laughs> I only heard like a few songs <laughs> off of it, and that was what uh, him and Drake singer. That no guidance, no guidance was fire. Though, I give him that. Oh yeah, but yeah. Anything you want to touch on before we end the podcast? My laptop on nine percent. But yeah, anything no. you want to touch on? I'm good, bro. But yeah, I'm um gonna take a break from my podcast after this episode. I shall be back. First week of February. No, last week of January. Because I got a special episode I'm doing. That we're going to introduce some things with the um, production company. But yeah, man. I appreciate you. And hopefully somebody drop tonight. And hopefully somebody drop next week or something. Alright. I agree. Oh, yeah. And I hope Justin Bieber do better. <laughs> His album <laughs> might flop. Rule? His album might flop. You right. Because who was our rule for that, man? I just knew Justin Bieber was coming with the heat. <laughs> And he gonna put some yummy. I'm like, my nigga, I'm mad. I was mad. I was hot. I'm like, but I don't know. If it's close to the um, what was the name of the album he had? Sorry on. Uh, purpose. Purpose was pur- purpose might be a classic. Purpose is a classic. Purpose is that was his last album, 2015. Damn, that was five years ago. Uh, yeah, like, but he haven't had a bad album. His whole career. This is the first time I actually thought, oh, he took this from Chris Brown's locker room. Chris Brown. He stole it from Chris Brown's studio. This is this came from Chris Brown. I just know it came from Chris Brown. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, man. I appreciate you, bro. We gotta get back on the pod sometime in February, man. Alright. Oh yeah, you know about Camilla Cabello? Nah. Yeah, you need to check her out. Alright. Yeah, she's like doing screen. Alright, I'm gonna see about that. I'm gonna see about that. But alright, bro. Alright, bro, I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna hit you up after the um episode. Okay. Alright, man, peace. Cause I need to lean this while I'm fucking like this. <laughs> alright, peace. Alright. But yeah, that was me and Rick. We um just it's very just interesting just to talk music and entertainment with it, like on a production level of knowledge of the person behind the mic of course but yeah i am taking a break from the podcast i do got an episode i'm dropping towards the end of the month but after that we're gonna take a small break after that and come back just with a different type of energy and a different tone 
But yeah, man, that's it. See y'all towards the end of the month.